0: Good morning, good afternoon, and welcome to 2021. We survived 2020, and we're still here doing a quarantine pandemic podcast. So that means if you listen to us in the distance future, Corona has, well, not Corona has fucked with us, the world has let Corona fucked us. Let's just say that. The world <laughs> has fucked around with Corona, and Corona is not playing with any of us. Okay, we, we have a vaccine. And Corona decide now it's time for us to mutate. And people still not taking it seriously. But lean to say we have a new president. We have a female vice president. And so things might be looking up. I mean, you never know. Because apparently the Republican Party is about to start a civil war. But we're not here for that. We're here for the Black Cauldron. We're here for Harry Potter. So we're going to dive into the magical world and mayhem. Of J.K. Rowling and her messy self but we're just here to deal with the text for now we'll get to her and her messy ways later on on episode number two billion and six if Janina let us <laughs> <laughs> and that's J- Janina being nice <laughs> she refused to think of a future book to pick oh, up geez. when this series is ended. I don't we're want it to book end seven, and this is episode number 29 but anyway, That's crazy. Introduction. I don't. I be, Merry Christmas, folks, and happy Kwanzaa, <laughs> Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate. Whether you celebrate the tree, worship the ocean, the flowers, the the, the trees are just the Almighty Dollar, I guess. And happy New Year. Hopefully, twenty twenty one is better than twenty twenty. I don't know if we can deal with another crazy year, because in my mind, I'm still in March. It's just January. February 2020, March 2020, and then space. <laughs>
1: it's, it's, like, it's like I'm space. skipping all that shit.
0: I don't even know. I, I feel like I'm in like Sandra Bullock in gravity. You know, like I'm just floating out there in the space. Like, hopefully <laughs> something <laughs> takes me down to earth. something. But before I go any further, let me introduce my two hostess with the most is. Ladies, I missed you. Professor Deb, how are you doing?
2: I am doing well, Reels. I have missed you guys so much. I have missed thinking about um all of our characters and our discussions and um so I have really, really missed you guys. I'm so glad to be back talking Well, to you well about- let me just
0: clarify audience. Um, when Deb Session missed us, we we don't put Deb in a box and then bring her out for the podcast. <laughs> we talk to Deb all the time Trudy. She just means <laughs> Yes, yes. This us talking okay. about her. the us talking
2: about the podcast
0: that's <laughs> <Exactly. it. laughs>
2: yes I, I it's not like I've been locked in a and underneath the stairs. I really no. <laughs> have allowed to be out and about, and we have been chatting about various things online, so this is good.
0: You had a nice Christmas all your daughters
2: yeah, the- we did you know we did it remotely, you know we're trying to to be safe. And, um, you know, still missing my daughter in Florida, although she she sent she posted on Instagram pictures of herself at the beach. She I hasn't run
0: away from Florida yet.
2: No, she said she was becoming that type of person, you know, taking pictures in the winter and sending it all to, to us up north who were in 30 degrees. So
1: um, I don't but, think I like your daughter. I know. I, know. I, I told, I told <laughs> I someone I
0: in I the Caribbean I'd have to geo block your pictures if you keep doing did, this I, every morning. I said Green Valley,
2: you know, that this is not right. I raised you better than this. But <laughs> um, but we're we're all, we're all, you know, we we've had, you know, some family who had a little bout with COVID, but everybody's recovering.
0: Oh, and, wonderful.
2: Yeah, so we're 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 blessed and we're we're grateful. So, it's good time.
0: Oh, nice. 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 Well, Janina, how are you doing from Far in Ohio?
1: <sighs> I'm here. Unfortunately, here. people
0: she she couldn't she couldn't remote celebrate her family over Thanksgiving and over Christmas and the New Year. She had to actually deal with them. She couldn't do remote.
1: I did not see Watch my family. What are you talking about? I did not. Why are you making things up? This was mean? the first time in my life that I wasn't with my mother on Christmas Eve.
0: Oh, I meant your husband and your kid. I thought you wanted them remotely. Oh, (laughs) well, you know, I did have to do that. (laughs) I wasn't trying to put you in blast. I'm like,
1: wait, what? I was not at a family gathering. Yeah, I did all that. It was nice. Um, I'm half vaccinated.
0: That's wonderful. What about you, Deb?
1: Oh, no, you know, Maryland is having um,
2: issues around the supply. So we are uh, uh, filled out forms, and um you know we're trying to get my mom vaccinated because she's in her eighties, and um then I would be in the next group. But no, it's it's not happening yet. It's Don't boring. worry, I mean, everyone is go? having
1: everyone's having but supplies very
2: slowly yes. in Maryland. You know, it's
1: not Maryland. No, it's not I know, drink. I know, it's, I know. It's ridiculous. ridiculous.
0: New York is having a hot mess, and you know it, it, it's so ridiculous because they made such a show in, in showing giving the first person the vaccine, mm-hmm, and yeah. then it just seemed like if you know, like when you know you take a photo op, and then everything just chaos. You just someone is holding up the props in the background to make it look like you know everything is perfect, and as soon as the picture is taken, just chaos and madness descend. That's what I feel mm-hmm. is happening here, and I'm seeing so many young people saying they got vaccinated and i'm just like i'm sorry i am confused with how this process works
1: well they're probably healthcare workers no they're not oh well there was a big um i'm not going to throw any any specific organization under the bus but there was a huge problem in new york of people showing up when they weren't supposed to be there at a particular place and getting the vaccine I don't really know how that happened. It sounds crazy because, okay, you showed up and you're not supposed to be there, but someone administered it. And I don't know how it's working there, but from my understanding and most people that I have talked to all over the country, you've got to have an appointment. You don't just show yeah. up. Well, right? I think so. You know, so there's a list with names somewhere. Mm-hmm. So if people are trying to show up and get it. And it's a huge, huge issue. Um, yeah I mean that that's there's a whole lot more going on than, right. so, than we're talking about. As always, the
0: administrative process is very messy and problematic, and I think we were led to believe that there was a schedule from on high, and that it ha- you know that it just trickled down to the states, but there was no message on high, there was no plan on high, and therefore this trickled down to be messy in the states. And the states never said that they didn't have a plan on high. The states pretended that they had a plan on high. And I think they expected people to just fall in line, want to get the vaccine. And so many people refused it. So they had issues. I know where they had like wasting, where they had the potential of wasting the vaccine. And then people start giving it out. Yeah. Um, people got it. People applied for vaccine, ap- applied to get the actual vaccine for distribution. And they had no business doing it and starting to sell it to the highest bidder. And there was an issue, I know, for um, older people, like regular people like you and I. She had to fill out a form to fill out a form, basically. And they they thought that they were making an appointment. But in fact, they weren't making an appointment. It was just that they were getting a message for a schedule that was supposed to happen. Yeah, they were just Uh, making
1: a declaration that they want the vaccine.
0: vaccine. Exactly. And they thought that this is what was happening. And they showed up. And then chaos descended. Well, I
1: get all that, but what I don't understand is how it actually got administered to them. That's where the breakdown is for me. Right. Because there is a list with names on it of who's supposed to be there at a certain time. I'm certain of that. And all these other people showing up and you don't have them on a, that's just, it's, yeah, something's going on there. I don't know. But I get my second dose. So we're recording this on January 24th. I will get my second dose February 24th first and i feel like i cannot fucking wait yeah i can't That's wait awesome.
0: i awesome. can't wait the crazy thing is that they had to shut down a lot of vaccination centers here in new york
1: well i'm glad you have them no, have,
0: no, they, because no definitely because you know. don't have it yeah this is why i'm just, and, and honestly i feel bad even if it's offered to me at this point i'm like nah yeah i gotta give it to people who are much more vulnerable than me you just have to
1: See, I'm not quite in that boat. I,
0: I mean, I mean, you're in a different position. Your job requires you to have it, right? You literally come in contact with people who got corona. And, people, and you live in a place where not only should you be vaccinated against corona, you should be vaccinated against a lot of things. Don't know if they have a people vaccine yet, but you need hey. something, a bubble. <laughs> uh, I don't know. You need a
1: change of address, well, something. Well, you know, I mean, before but, we go, th- let, let's do it. Let's go down the COVID hole because... I I can
2: appreciate I know, right? That's
1: what you got to say. I can appreciate that we need to vaccinate our older population and that we need to take care of them. I get that. I don't understand why we have put the younger people who are doing the majority of the spread at the bottom of the barrel. I don't get it. I mean, solve the problem at hand. Because that is the problem. We don't have this under control. Or just fucking shut everything down. Because we don't have this under control. Because, listen, 80-year-olds in nursing homes, they're not going to restaurants. They're not going to bars. They're not doing those things. So vaccinate the people who are responsible for the greatest amount of spread. I mean, I
0: think that that's one way to go at it. But I think in New York City, I mean, all people. You know, older folks interact with younger folks at such a high level anyway.
1: But not right now. Not Uh right now. These people, listen, I I mean, here for me, I know my patients, if they leave their nursing facility, and I don't know of anyone that's not like this um, locally, if they leave and they come to my office for an appointment, when they get back, they got to quarantine for 14 days regardless because they left the facility. They are not interacting with people around here. They're not. They have been completely cut off and secluded. It's really sad. It's really, really sad. So other than the people people who who they are interacting with, as far as staff, they're being constantly tested. The staff in nursing homes, they're being tested two, three times a week. So it just, I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm conflicted. Like I get it. We need to protect these people. We need to get them vaccinated, but I, I don't know if I agree with the overall plan and I'm going to tell y'all for me, it fucking sucked. I got sick. Be ready for it, but get the damn vaccine.
2: Yeah. I, but I've, I've heard, you know, like a friend of mine got it. She's in DC and, um, she didn't have any, any effects. So, I mean, it just, I guess it it's different
1: for everyone. It really yeah, is like.
2: Everyone. I've never. I have people who won't get flu shots because they swear they get the flu. Yeah. Um, I, I have I'm never. I'm right, like. But you live to tell never the tale, even though. Had a sore arm from a flu shot. So I mean, I just think everybody.
1: Everybody reacts different. different. But reacts I had It was so weird. I have never felt like that in my entire life. But I mean, I don't say that to scare people. Clearly I did it, I'm here, I'm fine. It lasted a few days and then I, w- I got it on a Monday. By Friday, I was good to go and it felt like nothing had ever happened, but it was weird, <laughs> it was really yeah. weird.
2: Yeah, so I hear what you're saying about people who are more likely to do the spread. Um, I think probably um, it should have been people in nursing homes who are in facilities um, because that seemed to be like wildfire. Yeah. But I think the next level, as opposed to doing it just by age, would have been people who were out and about and more likely to spread. Because, um, you know, as much as I am chomping at the bit, I'm okay. I can stay in here. Right. Until <laughs> yeah. You know, until it's, you know, I don't have to go to work. I'm. You're not clubbing?
1: Time. You're not going out clubbing, Deb? I'm not going out clubbing, You No, it's just.
0: You know, <laughs> Anymore, folks. Not Anymore. Anymore. More. I have pictures, okay? DM <laughs> me for the Deb. <laughs> Deb <laughs> is a club kid. Don't laugh at no, I'm
2: just sitting in the house watching Bridgerton on a loop. That's all I'm doing. So, you know,
1: Live. <laughs> <laughs> do that that sounds much more, more appealing. <laughs> I can
2: do that for a couple more months until it's more ubiquitous and i'm I'm good, but um I understand um you know we, we I think they're going by they're using a metric which is by more
1: optics as well as to, you know, yeah, I think it's a lot of optics but yeah. it
2: also, but, it, but, it, but
0: but I think they have been the more vulnerable population, and I think what they are not doing, which other places have been silently doing, perhaps is that other places have let old people die. Basically.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: So I think well, that's, that's one, one of the, one of the recommendations
2: early, and remember that was one of the recommend. That was one of the Fox News recommendations early, was that um, you know people were they one foot in the grave anyway. So yeah. why were we trying to act like that was something that we needed to be worried about? So you know that really got a that that got a lot of people. There were a lot of people living dealing with that as a reasonable policy. Mm-hmm. So but I think as Janina said the optics were pretty bad that we as a, as a people as a country were willing to do that and I think that changed a little bit in terms of the outer because it was so fla- uh, it was just so crazy to see that happening night after night on on the news. Yeah. So I think they people said, "Oh, you know, we don't want to look like this because that's what America's about is how we look." So
1: True um, story.
2: Know, so we just kind of shifted a little bit, but it's interesting because here, you know, um, Maryland has a huge. I mean, Hopkins is um, the largest employer, largest private employer in the state. So of course, healthcare workers and people who are adjacent were going to get. Um, you know, they've been. They've been most of their mm-hmm. supply has been used with with working with healthcare workers.
1: So I, I work for.
2: Teachers, so that they can get get the kids back to school.
1: Teachers are getting vaccinated here in Ohio right now. But, you know, we have so many people turning it down. I work for a hospital that employs approximately 30,000 yeah, people. That's, that's the unexpected and,
0: thing, I think. They didn't realize what happened.
1: Yeah, half of the staff, half of the eligible staff, um, has, it, it, it? the numbers just don't add up. And it, it's a little disheartening really is.
2: I don't know how you can. It's a little bit like, you know, you know, we have rules here in Maryland that your kids can't go to school if they're not vaccinated. Thank you. you know, I don't know how you can have a situation where you're interacting with people and with vulnerable people and you can say, I'm not taking the vaccine. I don't know what the justification would be. For
0: and you can that. spread the virus. It's not like it's yeah, for keeping that, that personal. It, you. Peril. it seems you like they're going spread harder. the virus.
2: Yeah, they're going counter to what the mission of the of these of these healthcare place uh, institutions has as their mission, which is to get people healthy and to keep them healthy. So I don't you know, I couldn't send my five year old to school if she if they didn't have their vaccination record. I mean, they literally can't go in the door. So I don't know how you can justify that,
0: especially when they have such a dodgy record of how they let healthcare workers show up to work sick and still work. Anyway. Right, right. I'm like, these people not only should be vaccinated. Anyway, you people, I mean, like, y'all were wearing garbage bags at <laughs> one point. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I, I don't, don't know. I, I don't and,
0: and the crazy, hey,
1: listen, the, I have people in my office mentioned... who will not get the vaccine. I work with some of them. They're like, I'm not doing it. I will not do it. And the dimension. And I, of... I
2: don't know how you can then say if you, but if you're you're supposed to be interacting with patients who might be more vulnerable than the people who are refusing to get the vaccine, you're putting those patients at risk.
1: So, when it is flu season, um, you know the hospital provides all of us with flu shots every year. Um, mm-hmm. If if you can come up with a reason to not get one, and people do, then the trade off is throughout flu season you have to wear a mask that's the only thing i they they don't they can't force you to do it you know they say this is what we want you to do this is why we want you to do it but if for religious reasons or allergy reasons or shit if if you're a vegan and they don't have access to the egg free flu dose you don't have to get it so there's lots of ways around it, but then they say you have to wear a mask all day, every day during flu season. Well, that's not a big deal anymore, and it's a whole other issue that we're not even seeing any flu right now. Why? Because we're all wearing masks. But, um, <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> you know, Thank it's you. just it's just this whole dynamic. And I I don't know, you said, Deb, that you can't take your kids to school if they're not vaccinated. Like here in Ohio, they tell you that but it's actually not true but if but people don't know the rules like you can't keep a kid out of public school because they're not vaccinated here but people don't what? know that mm-hmm. they don't yeah, realize they can,
2: that they can, have, so, they, can so. here. they can send the kid home they don't if they don't come with the vac. then they, they colleges, used to get, like, can't little,
0: even get into college though. they
2: can't they can't get in and if they they give people a little bit of a grace period to do it yeah, but, yeah haven't done it by that time, they can send your kid home. They feel like that's a public health uh, uh, issue. So they can send your
0: kid home. Yeah. You also have to submit immunization record for college. Yeah, that's what I mean.
2: Yeah, you You do. You do. do. They have to be up to date and they have to be current and they have to have come from somebody like a qualified pediatrician or public health clinic.
1: And I have patients all the time at that college age level who weren't vaccinated properly as children and you know what, you want to go to school, you come get those vaccines.
2: You ha- we had to show I don't know if they still do when when I remember when more so when my oldest went to FAMU, I had to dig up her vaccination record. Yeah.
1: Oh no, and, this and,
2: and In- if she needed a booster shot for something, I had to get that done before That's they right. would let her on campus.
1: Come come this time of year when kids are applying for schools and getting acceptance letters and stuff, when it's that time of year, there's a flurry of them coming in my office looking oh, for yeah. their immunization records, looking or they're getting titers drawn, which which means that they're getting a blood test to see if they have antibodies or not. So that if we can't find their records, you know, there are blood tests to right. do to see if you can um if you have had it or not. not so that happens a lot. And then you've got them, you know, coming together. Get boosters or first, first time vaccinations because we have this group of kids entering college right now who come from
0: the anti-vax generation
1: harry- yes yes lord yes okay let's talk about harry potter okay all right, all right. You got a lot to edit out, Janina. I'm not editing any of that. No,
0: I, and, and also, people, just to know that, you know, um, I wasn't joking. Corona has mutated and it's now in the Caribbean, the new strain. And some of these countries, it's almost like a domino effect. The governments are acting up the same way. So the World Health Organization told St. Vincent and the Grenadines you have community spread. St. Vincent said that, said to them, no, we have clusters. You have 110,000, 20,000 people population. Every day you're getting at least 30 to 50 new cases. That ain't a cluster, boo. It ain't a cluster. It's spreading. Don't know how you were doing math. Don't know how well you, because if it's a cluster, you can just shut down a cluster, can't you? It's a specific area. That's a cluster. Mm -hmm. But if every day you are getting, if every day, every week you're getting like, two, three hundred new cases, community spread. And you're on an island, okay? No one's going anywhere. So there is a finite amount of people it's going to get this virus. It's not like in America where you can go all over the place. It's just a small space. So I don't imagine, like I said, we can't fix corona one place and not fix it the other place. So... I don't know. And plus, you know, there's going to be a, the, the other mess and madness is the amount of fake drugs and vaccination that people are going to be out here peddling to make some money in, you know, capitalism doesn't shut down for a pandemic. But here we are. So anyway, back to Harry Potter. So where we are. So we are at the trio uh, back together again. You know, we get this sense somehow. I don't know if you got this sense that because they had that big spat, which should, which they've had fights before, that this time the bond coming back and they are much more closer together. You, you, you got that sense? I don't know. I just felt that, that their bond just seemed to be just a little bit tighter. That, well, yeah,
1: because they realize yeah. what each other brings to the table now more. <laughs> this wasn't a schoolyard fight. This is big shit,
2: yeah and they they've had they've had other things that um caused breaches in their relationships before, but they were also not at the same time running for their lives. So <laughs> I think that um that that factor.
0: Literally running yes, for their
2: lives. <laughs> literally running for their lives. I mean, yeah. you know, they fell out, they fell out in Goblet of Fire. They fell, they fell out in, in Prison of Azkaban over the, over the, the, um, the, um, the broom. Wednesday. So, I mean, they've had things that have, you know, kind of gotten in their way as friends, but I think this was probably the most serious. And of course, they're more mature now. So, you know, you get more mature, you have more mature fights. But I think there is also a more, it was a more mature understanding, as Janina said, about what each of them brings to the table and how much they needed each other.
0: And there's no school distraction, right? You got one problem and that problem is is very much the only problem, right? There is no, there is no escaping. There is nothing else to distract you from that, right? You can't turn into your dom. You don't have Snape homework to deal with. You know, you don't have Quidditch practice. You know what I mean? You don't have runes. And, you know,
2: Hermione wasn't as quick to forgive. And so there is time in that period before she is totally ready to let Ron totally back in, um, where Ron and, and Harry spend some time, you know, catching each other up on what's been going on. And um, so I, I found that exchange really interesting because they are the two, you know, with, the I think, the tightest bond um outside of what happens with Ron and Hermione down the road they they particularly have you know they were the first friends and i think that I, that exchange between them as they share what that what had been going on while they were separated I, I just found that that was that i just found that really reflective of their relationship
0: i just want to add something cuz i thought, i thought it was interesting that what you and janina are saying but uh... I got this sense for me. One of the interesting things I got rereading this over time is that they made a pact, basically at this situation to just be like, yeah, whatever. We're just going to go with it. We're just going to get past this. This, whatever this is, we can't right. really name it. It's a lot going on here. Now, nah, m- moving on. Next. Next. That this whole scene that, you know, <laughs> this whole issue about whatever was going on when Hermione was just like, and you know who was, like, right there in all the throats and all of this shit. It's just like, girl, that man almost touched you. Like, <laughs> he like, I mean, Snake had you. Like, you know, I mean, like, and they were like, okay, breathe. All right, moving on. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay. Again, how we deal with trauma, how we deal with issues is just like, ooh. Do I, have my, do I have my two eyes, my ten fingers and my ten toes? My limbs are still okay? All right. Next. Um,
2: which I think but- is a very human response, which is why we have so much unaddressed trauma, not just in this book, but everywhere. Because I do think that there is that, you know, somebody called it, um, talking about Inauguration Day, it was like the relief you get when you were almost in a car accident. <laughs> and you, know, you, know, you were almost killed in a car accident. And uh, oh, you- I'm
1: so glad that didn't happen.
2: <laughs> right, and that's all you can think about, and you you know you just really don't deal with the fact you know that you have been traumatized by this. You're just like Jesus. I'm so glad I just got you know we got through that you know the somebody. I'm alive.
0: Stop sign. I am alive.
2: <laughs> I am alive. So they ran through the stop sign, we missed each other by inches, and but I'm alive. And phew, I'm gonna just catch them, and breathe deeply, and then I'm gonna keep on driving but you know that may come back and you know that may affect how you drive for a while i mean i know it did me i had somebody blind you know hit me on the side running through a stop a stop sign and i still can't stop stopping at that corner you know even though i and what i'm usually i have the right of way i still stop and that's been 20 years so you know i, th- I think that's a very human response we got past him he, he almost killed us we're we just gonna keep on like, okay, we we made it, but it does affect you in, in other ways.
0: I I think I I why I mentioned this and, and we would see how this plays on so much later on is that this book deals with, as we keep saying, a tremendous amount of trauma, not just in the frequency, but in the but not just in the quantity, but in the quality as well that people are dealing with real, real big, heavy things. That if we take this, if we just, even if we just take the magic out, oh, which so often, magic isn't even really an integral part of the situation, right? Magic just seems to be floating in the background in the ether. Like, their problem isn't magical. How they try to solve some of these problems might require magic, but their problems are not magical. Their problems are human problems. Right. right. they are they're real right. problems that we we who don't have magic, you know, if you want to say appliances and all those things are magical, but we don't have magic per se, as, as, as you know, in this sort of like an existential gravity defying, you know, logic defying thing um, okay. existing. And how so even when they have this space, right, even in this place and time where there's no one around, you know, they're by themselves. They can finally look at each other and typically they don't really look at each other in any way. I mean, at least she doesn't really describe them really taking themselves into stock. And when they do, it is done on a malicious guise because of what the the, the locket was doing, right? The locket was making them look at each other in ways they had never done without its influence, right? Mm They just considered each other just like, hey, it's Hermione, it's Ron. It's just that, you know. You know, it's just like, it's like how you never, well, I don't think any of us experience it's like you don't miss a part of your body until it's missing, right? You, it's just there. You don't feel your arm any different than you feel your legs, you know, unless it's in pain or in some sort of trauma. So I just thought that's rather interesting that, you know, this would have been a perfect time for these students to have to deal with and hash and deal with these things. And even, and, and it's something we never get at all in the book. And there's been, they've been through a lot, like a lot, a lot of shit. And it's gonna even we're gonna even see it much more compounding in our next scene where we're going when we go to xenophilia's love good. um the children decide i say children, but young adults decide that Hermione's like they get another hair brain either and they're going on a field trip because <laughs> <they decide> the <laughs> the Hermione upon receiving the book, she took the book from. But till the back shot, she's getting more information in the rune, and we're talking about the deadly hallows, et cetera. And she decided to go see Xenophilus Lovegood because he's the only person around um, who they've ever heard made any mention of such a thing. And I mean, granted that, you know, Hermione seemed to be steeped in magic, magical history, and it's something she was unaware of completely. And so they go to Xenophilus Lovegood. And I just want to point out here that here again we see how those who are knowledgeable in the magical world are intelligent and, like, are seen as kind of kooky. Again, we have Batilda Backshot. We have Xenophilus Lovegood. We have Luna. We have Dumbledore. We have Voldemort. Like, you know, people who seek knowledge in the magical world gets a bad rap, you know. Granted, Dino you know, Zena for this level because it sounds from a different level plane, but we don't even know because we don't even have real magical reference.
1: I feel say, like that man's a nutter. I mean I do. Too. I mean I don't know.
2: And I think his his, his is not because he's seeking knowledge, it is the way he uses the knowledge that he gets right. and the well, interpretations. Crumple, what is, is it?
1: Crumple horned what? No, okay. <laughs> but
0: but <laughs> I mean But what I'm talking about, um, but Harry's but I mean, you're right. I mean, he's supposed to be a nutter. We are supposed to get that. I mean, no people who are smart are nutters. That that that's not unusual in the regular world, Right? <laughs> <Ain't> that? <laughs> yeah, smart idiots. But I mean, uh, cookie people. But it, it's it's um. He is. I guess. Well, we don't see people like we often see intelligent people. Intelligent people are often portrayed as being. I don't know, like they don't really fit into magical because almost as like if magical life is pastoral, if that makes some kind of sense.
2: But, you know, I, I hear what you're saying, Reels, and I think that that's true to a large degree. I mean, think about Snape. Snape is obviously um, an extremely talented who has really um, pursued his his subject in terms of potions and um, and dark magic. So we see him. I mean, you could add his name to the list as well. But then you you know you got McGonagall and you know that she has that she's brilliant. So I think that it's I think you're right. I think people who have who have really taken that knowledge search or that that know-how to a top level are seen as um something apart. They're not seen as the normal, the normal person. They're somehow seen as um outside the norm. And I think that's true. I think that's kind of as, somehow or another. That has evolved in kind of a Westernized view. Um, we see it, and it, you know, because this is a very, obviously a British writer with that attitude. It's certainly that attitude in, in America, that anybody who's really pursuing knowledge um, is need to be needs to be looked at with some degree of skepticism. So, I, and I think that's what we see in in with this community, in the magical community. You know, you just take the magic that you've been taught. And go use it the way you're supposed to use it, but you don't take it any further.
0: Right. And, and a lot of these brilliant people seem to somehow end up in teaching. Uh, and we get a glimpse of perhaps the potential of like magical knowledge. Not, I mean, not to the extreme of Voldemort, but we get it around Slughorn, the people who uh, he seeks to, you know, to, 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 to have in his Slug Club, you know, right. that these people are doing, you know, extraordinary things. But you know, I guess potion salve lends itself quite easily to do extraordinary magic. So um we at Zenophilius Love Good, which is funny. I mean, what I thought was really hilarious is how they're trying to find a place. It's like they say he lives somewhere over the hill, which is so Caribbean. Like you don't get like you live at two, four, five, six, you know, <laughs> box lane.
1: It's Over always there. like,
0: so you're going to go down the street, you're going to go around the corner, you're going to see a ch- coconut, a mango tree, okay? Then you're going to walk and see a house with a dog. Not that house. It's across the street from that house. <laughs> and go there and ask Mrs. So-and-so, who, who is John? And everybody knows John, and she could tell you exactly. Because it's behind that house. You won't see it from the road. Someone has to point it out to you to go find John. And it's just like, okay, all right, I got it. And this is how they found it. I mean, and it's like,
2: but but you know, it's interesting because just before they did that, I thought it was a uh, really special revelation that Ron did not go back to the borough when he was separated from them. They assumed that he had gone back into the bosom of his family, that he was somehow, you know. Uh, that he, when he deserted them, he was somehow, I think Hermione said, you were back there for Christmas and all of this. And he was, then he finally said, I was not at the bureau, at the borough. And he says, nobody would have appreciated me coming back saying I had walked out on you. Um, And that they would have judged him. He knew that they, even though his mother did not want them to go off and do that, if he had come back, Having left them alone and defend, you know, in their mind, defend for themselves, there would have been some judgment on on him. And so he, he does go to he went to Bill's and Bill wasn't happy about what he had done. But, you know, an older brother is a little different from your parents and the
0: that. next to last. Yes.
2: Yeah, the and yeah.
0: The next
2: <laughs> exactly. And a little bit different from, you know, he said, what do you think Jenny would have thought? You know, and it, it, I thought that was really interesting that he knew that what he had, and he said, well, he says earlier, as, as soon as he did it, he knew he was wrong. But he couldn't find he couldn't find his way back to them yet. But, um, but- I thought that was a really interesting reveal that, no, I was not home in my in my family's um, safe house. I was somewhere else because that was not going to be emotionally the best place for me to be.
0: But it's, it's, I thought it was, you know, I keep coming back to Mrs. Weezy, like, girl, you could not protect these people. Like, I don't know why you <laughs> expected them to stay at home. They had to run, even if the ministry wasn't sacked, right? Like, somebody would have... They would have been coming for these people, you know, particularly since they had mandated that everyone had to go back to school. But right. I thought it was... Um, it was um, funny I, you're saying that. I, I think one of the things is that everyone, I think from the outside, everyone expected Ron to be the guide. So, whatever it is that they're doing, because Ron is the only one who is allegedly competent in the magical world. But we realize throughout the book that magical children are not really in magical worlds, they're usually home in the house. When they're not at school, they're in the house. Particularly since magic is off limits to, to them outside of school. Right. So, this wall right. is very, it's very, um, I don't know, very weird because we have seen travel when Dumbledore in book six, when Dumbledore is visiting a, um, a magical dwelling, or at least a dwelling of a magical person. It's sort of interesting, right? Like, you know, we've seen ways in which people travel in magical, we know some of those things are off limits now. But they had to go about just like a mu like muggles. Right. And we know that Ron really offers, I mean, like he is special, Janina will tell us. He's part of the trio. But he doesn't really offer anything. There was no locator spell. There was nothing. <laughs> no. They were just like, he lived close to me. So Right, we could try
2: we're just gonna keep operating in different me, locations till we get there let I, know me, people, the, I know people who travel
0: like that i see this place so perfectly in my mind because i grew up in mountains and hills and valleys trust me that's not how you do it but like you can't you will get lost and in trouble
1: oh my goodness
0: you will particularly particularly if because a lot of you don't see the lines, but there are boundaries of the lines of people's property and whatever the case may be. But I got the impression that um, I, I I just imagine that magical dwelling and space somewhere, they have to expand beyond whatever the case may be. Because, I mean, seriously, we're going to see a bunch of travelers. Because one of the things about valleys and, and hills and mountains in particular when it's like summertime... You can see people and people can't see you when they're out in the open field. It's quite easy to see people, at least someone, you know what I'm saying? Because they yeah. won't travel into the forest anymore. So I just thought that was really funny and fascinating. I'm just like, oh, my God, these children are trying to do it this way. Like, you're going to be tired. Like you can't fi- To find someone in hall- valleys and mountains, you got to know where you're going. <laughs> he okay. said, mama always say they live over this way. <laughs>
1: Let's, it's Let's just look for the weird house and boom, <laughs> that's how they find it. I mean, right?
2: I mean it. it's Luna. exactly right. how they find it. That is how they find it. I mean, so we get the
0: there. Things, that was one of the things that I wasn't surprised at. That somehow with all the stuff we knew from Luna, I was being like, when you see Lena Luna House, you would definitely know it's Luna's house. Like yeah, there will be no questions sure. about it. So go ahead, Janina. Sorry.
1: Well, when we get there, like it's so, listen, it's everything. <laughs> They're just fucking weirdos, man. The whole family. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> when weird, when the weird stuff happens, like when the, Luna's uh, father, he, he says she's down picking some kind of weird beat or something. <laughs> and, you know, no one even questions this. Like, even as a reader, you don't question it. I actually did, actually. Funnily you You did? I In the, initially, I didn't. I thought, yeah, well, it Luna's did. off picking something weird. No, I you know, because, I you mean, that's what did.
2: people
1: come to know about Luna. I didn't question it at all until it was she wasn't coming. It? She wasn't coming.
2: No, I did not question that. I assumed that he was telling the truth. That um, that Luna was off somewhere, you know, catching freshwater did like <laughs> <laughs> <she>, uh-huh.
1: <laughs> Because honestly. Funny.
2: I did begin to doubt as, you know, as it went on. Yeah, but like, initially, uh, no. Right. I, don't I, I had mean, no problem with
0: that
1: whatsoever.
0: No, because to me, it was, um I think it was because I think at the very beginning, how he behaved when he saw them. He wasn't right. excited. He was
2: not excited. And he was and supposed I, to. The, he, but he's was a weirdo.
0: Be no, because remember, he was. Supposed
2: he was the w- because, because he was he a. Was he, a
0: Exactly, with the quibbler, right. right.
2: That was
0: the part that got me initially and I couldn't find Luna. That to somehow, it's, if Luna was someplace, particularly at home, you're going to know Luna was there. Like to me in my mind, you're going to see some kind <laughs> of project. That's what I kept looking for. And Harry was never comfortable. And that was no. the thing that always that one thing I must say I like about Harry is that if he's in some particular place he doesn't know, he doesn't sit still. He's always watching. It's, um, it's almost a Bible. St- I think there is a Bible story about something along this line. Where I, f- I forget the main characters, but God told the person, take them to the water and take your army to the water. And whoever drinks water and looks up, take those. And those who don't, who just put their head down and drink water, send mm-hmm. them back. Mm-hmm. Take the ones who are vigilant. And Harry is always vigilant. You know, like he's always in some place and he's always trying to move and touch and look. I mean, like, he's the one who's just like, did you see what that dog was standing on? And they are like, bitch, we were trying to run for our lives. Remember in book one? <laughs> like he was yes, like, yes. he's never, he's, he's never he's, comfortable. He's the, he's the
2: observer. He's
0: the A, observer. An abused child in yes. any new environment, he never knows. And I think from the beginning That's for right. me. I, as soon as when he was in the room and I was watching and when he went into Luna's room and then he said the dust, I was like, aha, uh-huh, okay. Uh, okay, where is Luna for real now? Because, I mean, Luna would see them. That's what I was trying going back to the point about when you live in a valley and a mountain, especially in an isolated area, anyone comes to you, you will see the person. You can't miss someone in a valley and the a mountains. You know what I mean? Because it didn't even fly. Well, flying would have been out of the question to make it even obvious. So that was the part that got me really, like, when he said, oh, shit. I was like, this bitch, she's cheering, keeps walking into, like, the craziest places ever. Like, <laughs> if you're going to be on the run, be on the run. Like, So that was, I was, I was really like, oh, God, I know that I got trouble for these kids again. I mean, my heart yeah. was really beating. But you know, I
2: didn't anticipate what he did. But I think that be after the initial, like, oh no, Luna's down, picking, you know, trying to catch freshwater plimpies, But as the uh, within another page or so, I was thinking, oh, this is not right. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not. You know, he's not telling the complete truth about what's going on here. Um, and and I agree with you. I mean, Harry's looking out the window. Harry's looking all around. He is—he's definitely not easy, at, not, not at ease with where they are, and um, so you see that. And and then of course after he goes supposedly to make the tea, and Hermione is like, you know, he's such a hypocrite. He, or, or Hermione, you know, he's telling people to support you, and he's <laughs> acting like he doesn't want to help. And so I mean, right? It's, he creates an atmosphere of distrust soon after they arrive.
0: But it's so crazy that those, but you see, but, you know, it's one of these things, I mean, like, it's one of Harry's qualities that I have to say, you know, like, you know, it's just when you're in, when people are in certain kind of environment, you know, growing up, like, you know, those children just go in and just plop down on this man furniture, and they're, like, making themselves kind of comfortable peeping out. you know what I mean? It's just, like, <laughs> like, like, these are dangerous, crazy times, you know what I mean? And it's like, they're like... Ron is like, you got something to eat? I'm hungry. You know, that kind of... Well,
1: you know, they... But walking in, they didn't have any reason to think that he wasn't an ally. Right. So I get... I I understand the little bit of comfort level. And we have to remember that they've been so removed from society for so long. On some level, they're probably just happy to be around someone else. Especially someone who's supposed to be an ally.
2: Right. I mean, uh, at some point, Ron had even said... It won't be like Godric's hollow. Love good's on your side. The quibbler's mm-hmm. been for you all along. It keeps telling everyone they've got to help you. So I think they were somewhat. They were, they initially when they got there, they thought they were in a place where they were, where someone would be receptive. But it doesn't take long before they start to feel like this is not right. He's not right. responding. He did not act like he was glad to see cuz at first he's like I'm not sure it's a good thing for you to come in here. So he was really kind of putting up some barriers and then they they really did pick up his vibe. And mm-hmm. um but I think that it was reasonable in their minds that he would been more open to them, but he doesn't doesn't last long. They quickly pick up that oh this is not right. He's not right. Right. Oh, like Oh, oh I
0: I did, I I could see why they easily would have bought into that right because they have been outside for the long as well but for me i was just saying that you know for me as a reader i was like mm, xenophilias you're acting kind of shady now yeah yeah,
2: he was he was shady but this
0: but you know there's an integral as we go on this that gets sidetracked by this scene puts basically one of the most pivotal things um here a story within a story
2: mm-hmm. and
0: I love these stories, by the way.
2: Oh, I love the tale of, of the three brothers. Oh, my gosh. And I know we, we trashed the movie a lot, but they did that. <laughs>
0: that they... was the best part. That was the best part. <laughs> they did that. They did, did that really well. Well.
2: they did that perfectly. I love the animation. I love the way they told the story. I love hearing it through Hermione's reading. I just thought everything about that was, was perfect, um, the, the, the way they did
0: that. The concept, the fade in and out into one thing to the other and in the caribbean we have a uh, um a lot of these stories that sort of explains why things are the way they are kind of stories i don't know. there's probably like a you know fable there's probably a specific word like you know why um you know like these objects exist or why certain things are the way they are so mm-hmm. there's a lot of those that are like you know why the sky is so high you know like why yeah. cockroaches yeah. and and um Chickens Are Not Friends, you know, all those kind of, like, crazy stories. So this was right up my alley, and I was like, oh, wow. Because this was something we had never, ever seen before, right? We'd never seen storytelling, and, you know, we'd seen, we'd heard about the... I think the closest we came to that was basically the the, the Chamber of Secrets.
2: Right. right. Right? That was like the
0: closest mm-hmm. thing. But mm-hmm. we had no real... People were quick to dispel the story and, you know, here was somebody who was taking it seriously, right? It was... Hermione had this old text, which we knew is Dumbledore's book, so we had to give that some sort of credence because his objects are, like, authentic, and, you know, like, just red. And, you know, Thelios, so once in his life, he stopped and he took something very seriously for the first time and the only time. It was the one time that he seemed like... And they would say it later on that he wasn't making this up, that he looked like he was very sincere about what he was saying. And this tale, this tale was like really, really cool. I was like, oh, my God. Fascinated. We had yeah. seen, I think we had seen, oh, we had never seen the stone. And we didn't know the wand really exists, but we had seen a cloak like that. Mm-hmm. And it was really, really, you know, meeting dead across a bridge. Yeah. And Ron is always like, oh, it was midnight. It was always midnight. It's always <laughs> scary. And Harry just <laughs> like, like, we need any more terror in our lives. Like, we need more terror in our lives, Ronald <laughs> We Weasley. Let's let's make sure the hour is, you know, the creepiest hour. You know? <laughs> and it's like, I know what my favorite part was when he's just like, is this the part when he's talking about, don't you know these stories and Harry's just like, wow, you know, Snow White and Cinderella. And they're like, they're illnesses. Oh, no, no, no. That was earlier, right? That was earlier. They mentioned that. when they
2: first got the book.
0: Oh, that's yeah. when got the book. <laughs>
2: that
0: was like, oh, <laughs> yes, yeah, I like didn't even think book. of that, too.
2: <laughs> yeah, they, when they first got the book and, um, you know, Hermione had heard of it because she's heard of everything. But and, and for Ron, it was part of his childhood um, that those were the stories his mother read read aloud to them.
0: But notice their stories don't have human, muggles, happy in kind of a marriage kind of situation.
2: But These neither did the original fairy tales. That is true. The original fairy tales. Original, folklore, tale. they, were, they, were, they were very much out of this ilk. The original folklore, the Anansi stories, all of those kinds of stories, the, the, the Big John stories, they were all designed to teach. And they were all designed so that we had a common understanding in our community um, about where things came from, what the code of behavior was supposed to be, what we value, what we don't value. So I think that that's what this story, this these collection of stories represented.
0: So, so what did you think of the stories, ladies? The tale, rather.
1: I liked the stories better after, you know, on, on subsequent reads. Um, even though I knew I was going to learn something and I needed to know it, I didn't. I remember not wanting to do this, like, wanting to skip this damn part. <laughs> I didn't love it first time around. I was like, oh, hurry up, you know? I, and I don't know why, because we don't know what this stuff is. It is new information. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I didn't. I remember vividly not wanting to do this part first read through.
0: Um, I would say that for me, I, as I said, you know, I loved this part. I thought it was really fascinating. But um, it was it, it was the interaction um, with Death and how what I thought was that, you know, that they thought they were going to get over on Death. And Death had a brilliant plan. And, uh, you know, as always, when it comes to J.K. Rowling, nothing is ever accidentally mentioned that she wasn't going to stop the plot. And insert a story within a story, especially when we have this tension, right? It's clearly, Mm -hmm. Mm what's-his-name is trying to buy some time, we know subsequently. But this is the story, and it's getting to the heart of what Hermione was really trying to figure out. Because here was where the marking was, right? The marking was in this story, not in the other pages. So I knew that this had to have been something really fascinating. So I was really, really happy with this. Um, Deb?
2: And you get a lot of information in a very short space of time. Um, It's not like it was something, it was not like pages and pages and pages. The entire story takes up um, two and a half pages of the text. And that's including, you know, occasional interruptions from Harry and Ron. So it doesn't, but you get a lot of information about... You know, the Cloak of Invisibility, and then the the Elder Wand, they don't know that they've seen the Elder Wand, but they have seen it, because every time they saw Dumbledore, they saw the Elder Wand.
1: Um, You know what I just remembered? I think this is why I didn't like it initially, because I felt like they went there to ask a question that Xenophilius knew the answer to, and instead of saying, here's your answer, he's like, just read the book. (laughs) and and you know what that is something that in general in my own life I don't like it if I ask you a question and I know you have the answer I want you to give me the damn answer don't send me (laughs) somewhere to figure it out that's probably why I was so annoyed with it
0: Um, my father used to tell us when we were younger daddy how to spell a word go in the dictionary what am I looking for I can't spell it though
2: (laughs) 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 You would but figure
0: I, that's how you would love I, to smell it now. If you
2: go look I for the word in dictionary.
1: I, I think in
2: the way they understood it better than if he had just answered it.
1: Absolutely they did. But that's just my own, you know, eh not wanting to wait.
2: Well, I well, I think he
1: was
0: but I think it was important because I think he wanted to get all of the details, right? That if you get it from the source, Absolutely. that it would it would have been it would have been a way if it was read aloud. Because we all know Ryan and Harry was not reading that book. They no. were trying to get the cliff. You know, they like to do the cliff notes of the cliff notes.
1: I like to do the cliff notes.
0: Off the cliff notes?
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, any, anybody who's
2: ever spent any time studying cliff notes would not want to do just the cliff notes.
0: Uh, thank you very much.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it took us a long time to add cliff notes to our library because there were so many things. That were vital to understanding books that were left out. I mean, that's part of that's why people call something the cliff notes as opposed to the whole text. But um, I think that in this case, it was so important to have that kind of detail for them to understand what they were talking about. And it says, um, you know, Hermione, even Hermione, who is the detail woman, says, "But there's no mention of the words Deathly Hallows in the story." Well, of course not. This, that, that is a children's tale told to amuse rather than instruct. Those of us who understand these matters, however, recognize that the ancient story refers to three objects or hollow, hallows, which, if united, will make the possessor master of death. So, but, and, I, and I think I disagree with him a, to a little bit because there are no such things as stories that are just meant to amuse. They are, they are also meant to instruct. And I think this was a case of a story that was meant to amuse and dist- and instruct. So you know, and I got w- why he said that, but mm-hmm. you no, know, this story was definitely f- had a dual purpose in terms of when parents shared it with their children.
0: I I don't know if this is biblical or whether this is um something I just constantly heard growing up. It almost became like scripture. Those who have ears to hear shall hear. So I think it's one of those things. It's Okay, good. Give me Jesus. But I think it's one of those situations here with stories like this. I think that's kind of what he is pointing to. That a lot of right. times we tell these stories and we sort of like miss the, 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 the nuance of the story. Because the story was dealing with, I think, what we're going to take away from it, which Ron took away immediately. It's the hallows, right? You can get these things, and the master of that, and as we know, you know quite using you know our understanding of something of what we want it to be isn't what it is you know we' we're going to think that you know like being master of debt means that you're gonna be some control over it or like you have the power. We always insert ourselves as being the um what call it. As, as the ruler, you know, as we are always going to be in control of situations, but quite often it's not that way at all. As, you know, much to Voldemort's chagrin, he's going to find out, you know, he's obsessed with certain parts. He isn't upset with everything. So I, I thought that this was really, really, um, for me, I saw the instructions with it, particularly the guy with the resurrection stone and mm-hmm. the guy with the um, the wand. Because Ron was like, he's going to be an idiot, right? Going around and saying he got it. But I mean, when you have that much power in your hand, wouldn't you say you have it? I mean, even Voldemort was, was, was looking for this. He made it he made his desire known very early on, since the fourth book, right? That he was looking for something. There had to have been something to overcome this. So you you know, there's no you got the biggest, baddest gun in the town, you're gonna tell everybody. They're going to walk around with that arrogance, cocky wings. So, I really, I have to, like I said, I really like this story. I thought this was really fun. Good yeah, idea,
2: and too. I, and I thought, though, that, um, you know, it, it's kind of fit all of the, the fairy tale tropes in terms of the three brothers and in terms of the youngest brother. Um, being the being one the who is not
0: one, right? Three of the pigs, you
2: know, right? And he's <laughs> the, the one three with the most
0: Chinese sensitive. brothers, I think it was something similar. Yeah, to that.
2: I mean, that's that's kind of a trope in storytelling. Um, the one, the, the one who is paid the least amount of attention is the one who has the greatest knowledge. Um, the first, you know, the last shall be first and the first shall be last, last I mean, that, right? That's biblical. So, I mean, there were so many areas. Um, also, the whole idea that people um, think that there's something worse than death. And then the story trope shows um, that there, there are things that you could have something an existence that would be worse than death. So, I mean, all of those are kind of standard folklore fairy tale tropes mm-hmm. and um, they, but, I, but I think the storytelling in itself, the way the story unveils um, was just really well done.
1: Well, in the- it also it all of that is true, and I agree with all of that. I just want to add, I love how, at the end of it, and Harry and Ron and Hermione all say what they want, what they would want, that yes. it's all different. Yes, yes, yes. I it's love that It's
2: fascinating. And I think that um, it's interesting because they have this back and forth about whether these things could actually exist. Now, the the, the trio know that the cloak exists because mm-hmm. they they're like the cloak is in this room, so we won't <laughs> even. <laughs> we, we, we won't even. He, he, he's like he's like if 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 there was such a cloak, don't you think the possessor would be rich beyond you know belief?
1: And they're like, mm. <laughs> yeah, no, maybe not, huh?
2: But
0: maybe why? Not. But that, but that's. That's the thing I don't understand, but why? You know, it but it's it's one of those things where I thought I was really fascinating that here we had we had exclusive knowledge of an object, right? Of the mm-hmm. the cloak. And they imagined the cloak was gonna be this magical thing that it was gonna take and go into a bank and just walk into a bank and be invisible and just take money, But if, The cloak doesn't lift heavy objects. Okay. The cloak That's just covers right. you. You know what I mean? That we understood how this application that it, you have to be a smart possessor. And we had seen that the, co- the cloak wasn't exclusively um, hidden. That matter, you could see the cloak. Um, the cloak doesn't make you um, translucent. You're a solid person, a solid thing, nonetheless. Um, but it doesn't move when 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 command, right? The cloak is there to protect the wearer, or those who it's covered by it. So it was very funny how, I thought it was really interesting how, you know, Xenophilus had one way in which he's thinking, just like, that's ain't how it works, boo. And with that, I was just like, oh, maybe that's not how anything works then. That surely that these other objects could exist. To me, the stone was a little bit iffy, but I figured the wand could easily have exist. Though I didn't understand how an unbeatable wand really works. Because to me, it's all depend on the user, right? As mm-hmm. opposed to just like uh, autumn like you know, you said it and forget it kind of thing, it just like spells. Like, but hey, it's J.K. Well, Rowling. She's not yeah. good at world building.
2: But the you know the cloak is the cloak, and right. um, but I think that the one you know the thing that that Harry would said that he would have liked to have had was the stone. So I thought, well, you really didn't get the um, the moral of the story, my son. but um um, so i I did think that that was that was pretty interesting and then as they you know um as as um xenophilius goes and he's going to cook and he's going to do this that and the other um then they start to look around and they realize they begin to realize that they are in a tough situation and that um he has turned you know they find his latest quibbler and he's calling harry undesirable number 1 and with the reward money so you know it's it's really interesting that it you know it takes a while they've gotten through the story they've done all of this and then they realize that um they that he's keeping them there for a reason it's not a just setup. to it's a setup yeah it's a setup that he that he is doing there are no but, you know, he, he thinks it's has a reason. He thinks because they took Luna, you know. He, he that you know that's that's the
1: one person he has. The
2: one he cannot, thing and he basically.
1: said I cannot lose her. Well, right. and you know what, parent wouldn't right. Most parents, exactly. I shouldn't say what, exactly. but <laughs> people who are meant to be parents, of course, that's how you're gonna. You know, if you think, oh, this just dropped in my lap and it can get me my daughter back or my child, whatever the case right. may be. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna behave that way.
2: Yeah, he, he's like he's probably thinking I didn't go out hunting for him, and you know he just showed up, and I'm just going to this. this I need to get my girl back, and so I'm going to use that. Um, but it, of course, once again, they're able to um, to get away.
0: And thank Rhonda, you, Hermione. Like, <laughs> thank yes, thank you, you
2: Hermione, for once <laughs> again blasting a hole in the sitting room floor.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and covering Ron. I just like, why can't right. he be covered just like, bitch, you can't be seen. You're not here. You know, right. but which I thought was really, and again, here is Hermione doing uh, a memory charm. I'm like, girl, you said you didn't know how to do the theory. And here we are. It just quickly popped up in here. <laughs> and it didn't work last time, by the way, because that could easily be broken. <laughs> because Voldemort was like in two seconds flat. Was like, Yaxley, Raul, come here, boo. Where you been today? Mm-hmm. No, was, was, was it Yaxley and, and Raul? No, it was Raul and Salah. Um, so. Huh? In the cafe. Uh, didn't that showed up.
1: Oh, yeah, go cafe. Yeah. In the cafe. Oh, in the cafe. I don't remember.
0: I think it was Haven, yeah, And Haven. Um, that feels around. like 10 years ago. I know, right?
1: In right? <laughs> <laughs> our
2: podcast life, it probably was. But,
1: yes, for sure.
0: Um, but I thought this was really uh, brilliant and Hermione, of course, getting them out of a jam. It's Hermione, as always. Um, but... I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. Children, can't you just be safe for like two minutes?
1: No, that would be silly. No. Stop it. No. no. They can't even
0: relax. Every
2: five minutes.
0: I mean, bad enough, you go to the man give you a bucket of dirty water, like mud, muddy water for tea. Hello. These children have to realize they can't drink from an anywhere because between Hagrid and. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, I'm surprised these children don't bring their own food with them. This is why, I think perhaps this is why um, Slughorn be pulling out cakes from inside his jacket, because he's like, he's learned that magical, and all magical people could cook, okay? They are
1: not. Well, and he's like, I can't trust any of you motherfuckers. Oh, good
0: Jesus. I, I mean, like, I was tasting this, what is it, dandelion tea or something? <laughs> I was like, and as always, Ron is there to give you the best commentary. He's like, "Oh God!" <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! He's, no, he's not a Leo. It's Harry's the Leo. It's just like it's like you constantly you can't take Ron no way. It's like <laughs> it's like sir.
1: Ron needs a home training.
0: We're in mixed company. Please, please don't embarrass me. Don't embarrass me, sir. Don't don't just. Put it to your lips and you know just say, mm, delicious. <laughs> just moved on. <laughs>
2: but but you know, the one, thing, the one thing that was so fascinating was after they got away and they're having this whole st- this whole discussion um about it, you know, Hermione is the person who refuses to accept the premises of the story. You know, she really she feels like the tale of the three brothers is a story a story about how humans are frightened of death. If surviving was as simple as hiding under the invisibility cloak, we'd have everything we need already. I don't know. We could do with an unbeatable wand, said Harry. And there's no such thing, Harry. You said there have been loads of wands, the death stick and whatever they were called. I mean, Hermione is part of a magical world, but for some reason... She for this particular group of
1: items, she likes science,
2: <laughs> yeah, right now we're just no, no, this doesn't this she's really using her it's only her um the human reason is the only thing she's allowing to get through mm-hmm. and she every argument that they make for why these things can be you know could be out there in the world somewhere, she's rejecting it, even to the point of um. When they when when Harry reminds her about the Peverils, um, and she's like, no, they their line has died out, and um, you know this whole thing, and then we realize that there's a connection between the Peverils and um, the Gaunts. So you know, I just found it's interesting that you know Hermione, who has always been the one who has been ready to delve, like you said, Reels, get the knowledge, get the knowledge. She's putting up a a wall here to what's going
0: on. Actually, I quite, for me, I understood the wall. Do I thought she was being, uh, as you point out, somewhat like, girl, y'all are walking around pieces of stick doing magic, making the impossible possible, right? But Mm -hmm. what I thought was really, I thought she was trying to point out, basically, is that what was actually happening in this story well, it's humanity behaving obsessed over something else, right? It's human right. either being obsessed with power, being not able to grieve, and a human just basically minding his goddamn business. Okay? He ain't trying to look for shit, he ain't trying to stand nothing, so he don't get nothing, right? That's the last brother. And I think that's what she was pointing out in particular with the one, because I think because well because we one, we know that I could see what because there had been nothing in the magical world to explain to bring death back, right? right? Nothing. There was a ghost right. kind of thing, which, we, says that
2: there's which wasn't that
0: really possible. Be- there was mm-hmm. the painting and whatever the case may be, which was kind of strange that, you know, magic people were sort of like, they seem to be people who obsessed with death in a somewhat way when you can have access to your past, to, to, to dead relatives. Right. Mm-hmm. The paintings, the paintings were not stuck in a time. The paintings were living, breathing contemporaries, right? I mean, Dumbledore was accessing knowledge from all of the previous headmasters and whatever the case may be. There were rules and regulations too. You know what I mean? That death in the magical world wasn't necessarily goodbye. You right, what I, mean? I mean, you he
2: had, he had nearly headless
0: neck. Nearly headless <laughs> neck. You know, you had all of those things. So I was kind of surprised that, you know, the people... But I guess people wanted... Um, I could understand not wanting to die, but the the wanting people to see dead, um, lost relatives. I didn't I don't always quite understand that obsession when the magical world had so clearly shown us that you can access these people in somewhat ways. Um, but I think she was right that, you know, once you are dead, you're dead because mm-hmm. the, the the archway had somewhat sort of like proved that. Right. Lupin pulled him back and said, like, you cannot cross that barrier. Because right. once you cross that barrier, that barrier, you cannot come back. So I understood I that. that part. And, and the, the, the stick, well, we would eventually see that. It's basically that most of these things are about clever wizards, right? People who are just arrogant and, you know, obsessed with war and that sort of thing. So I think being, I don't know how her parents were, but because she was able to access the news, unlike Harry, <laughs> you know, like she couldn't access the news regularly instead of surreptitiously. But she understood how humans and how people obsessed with power it, and and the same patterns that exist in the magical, in the human human world, exist in the magical world, right? Obsessed with power, wanting to get it, you know, trying to stage a coup, whatever the case may be. So I can, I can understand her saying, you know, like, it really wasn't the stick that's happening here. It's people and it's men. You know, basically, you know, they're going on about their stick being the biggest, baddest stick. So I I, I give her that bit of understood why she was like, this wasn't it. And also more importantly, I think she eventually says, this ain't the plan, but Dumbledore was very clear, very, very, very clear as to what it is we're doing. Because like she's pointing out, you know, I'm just like, because it's true. It's just like, because I was saying, even if you have this thing, you still need a whole crux, right? You, you still need to destroy those things because the man isn't dying unless those things are gone. And being obsessed with, you know, this vainglory, you know, trying to get a stone, bringing back dead, you know, that just seemed to be um, distraction. And I kind of want us to hold on to that world as distraction because I think it comes into play in the end where we would see when it becomes, it's only at the end. That you can access those people, right? Because
2: right, right. The, the, and, the, and the the brothers the access, the access to people that way it's really not on your terms, you know. True. I mean, if, if it had been up to Harry, he would have had his parents. He would he, he didn't get to, t- to to say when his parents would come back to him. He didn't get to do that. I mean, his parents came to him in the graveyard. Um, I mean, he did, He it's not like he could just say you know, I want to I want to interact with them. So there were the Yes, you you were you had some access to people who were gone, but it was never on your own terms. You know, if you you had there were limitations to what the portraits could do, right? Right. Had, I mean, we, we, we've we already discussed that. You
0: have That's to be there. Kind of
2: yeah, so well, there's limitations. I mean, You
1: know, Harry never has access to the people that he truly wants access to when he wants access to them.
2: Exactly. He doesn't have. He he never again gets access to Sirius.
1: Never. The one person he would want access to more than anything. Yeah. But Dumbledore kind of comes to him. Well, no, but but I mean, like when he is when he
0: is asked for Dumbledore. Dumbledore with the mirror. And uh, you know, in the dead, you know, like it's all like all of the questions he subsequently had later on when he found out about Dumbledore was a human r- flesh birth had to live someplace. The school could not be where he grew up. So he had questions, and you know, he didn't have any answers. But also in this moment, I think something that struck me that the children, the ha- um, Ron and Hermione, never understand. Cannot understand. He doesn't make them to understand. Now they never really considered. How much Harry missed having parents. That Harry is 17 and doesn't know what having parents is like. Right. The, that, that is just a foreign concept to him. And particularly being thrown into a mess that has nothing to do with, well, it has everything to do with him, but nothing. He didn't start anything here. You know what I mean? His parents died for some means for some madness. And you know, in a like power
2: struggle. his parents died in a power struggle,
0: and they were like, What are you gonna do with a stone? And he was just like, What else would I do with this stone but get my parents back? I don't know, I don't know anything even close to remotely like a parent, a parent in any capacity. I mean, every the minute I have something like that, it isn't mine. I mean, I don't think I know as much as he likes Mrs. Weasley. I don't know if he wants to access Mrs. Weasley. Because Ron already has insecurity about everything regarding his family. So he's going to be a little bit uneasy in that, you know, because I mean, a lot of times he moves away from the family and chills by, chills by himself when he, when he can. So, you know, I, I don't think they, they fully understood until this very moment that Harry misses his parents and wants a parent that he never, basically never knew, has no real memory of these people. And we know that memory that he has of his mother is, ain't really his, and it's a fucked up memory to begin with. To be in your mind, to see right. your mother's murder and your attempted murder from the murderer's perspective—that is some crazy shit.
2: And and now he's convinced that the the stone is in the snitch.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: He's convinced, and he but he can't figure out how to how to get to it. Right. Now he's he's figured out. He feels that the stone had actually come by way of Marvolo Gaunt. That um, that it may have, you know that it may have been in the ring that um, they got from the Gaunts. Um, so it's fascinating to think about. You know, it, he feels like it's so close, but he can't figure out how to access
0: it. It was right there. It, it was, was right there. <laughs> it was right there.
2: It's right there. You know, in his mind, it all fits, and he's he's ready to go in hot pursuit of 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 it of the wand, so that they can have all three, because they got the cloak. He's convinced that the the stone is in the snitch, and you know, to Hermione, she feels like this is going haywire.
1: (laughs) Yeah, she's (laughs) like, y'all are all over the place. Refocus, rein it in. Exactly.
0: Rain it in. <clears throat> I feel for them at this point, though. I, I really feel, you know, it's it's like it's one of those things where you see another moment where they're together, and how far apart Harry is from them.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: That 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 they don't really they have a bond, but they don't they don't you know, I mean I, I I mean you know to deal with parents to deal with friends. I don't know if you've had friends who've experienced loss. You know what I mean? Like, how do you think you're particularly close to them when they're, you know, going through that sort of situation? Do you think they think you understand? Do you think you understand what they're going through? And they don't know, because they have both of their parents fully whole. I mean, Hermione's so confident in having parents that she could send them away. She has that option. She can put them away and recall them on her command. (laughs) You know what I mean? And Harry doesn't even... Harry doesn't even have a memory of being pushed in a stroller. Uh, you know, like, my favorite shirt, that trinket. The parents died and left him They left him money, but there's nothing. The parents will not And that's just crazy that the parents weren't even prepared to die. There was nothing. They didn't leave a specific memento. I, I don't know. And there was no, I guess, Dumbledore. What, actually, you never know, because Dumbledore sort of, like, put his foot down and decided, you know, no, 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 no. I am going to take control of all of this. I imagine if Sirius didn't go to jail, he would have been like, fuck you, Dumbledore, I'm taking Harry. Mm
1: -hmm. But
0: there would have been a fight about that because I don't think enough people understood exactly what... I don't think people could comprehend what... Because I don't think... um, People assumed that Voldemort was going after Lily and James and not Harry. That was the assumption. Um, but
2: that lo- that loss is that loss is really, and it's a state the obvious. It is such a big part of who Harry is, and it is, and I to, and I venture to say, and maybe this is just the way it hit me. I venture to say it's really a big piece of the success of the books, because that sense of longing, that sense of reach. Reaching for something that you can never really quite get to. The fact that he's a seeker. I mean, all of those things work together. And there's so many moments in the whole series where we watch him long for something and ache for something that you cannot help but connect to him as a character. I mean, I remember I couldn't stop watching... The, the first movie, I couldn't figure out, what is this? It's, the movie's not that great. It was the mirror of Erised. It was that sense of longing, that sense of somebody watching somebody just want something so much that they are not gonna be able to have, that is really, it makes you connect with them on a human level. And I think that that, and it's always just below the surface of Harry. And so, when this, here we've been through all of this, all of these books and all of the things that have happened to him, he gets up here, we're midway through the last book, and it's still as fresh as when he was watching those people in the mirror of Erised. Mm-hmm. Off my soapbox. Well, no, I
0: think you're making, I think you're making, you're making the point, really. And I, I think Harry, it is to this that everyone overlooks all of Harry's flaws, Right. This is it because I mean all of the adventures and all of the traumatic things that happen every year, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Harry
0: goes home to no one. Right, Ron and so, I mean, there's
2: no question go that that makes him a such a sympathetic character that even when he's a hot mess,
0: exactly that, um, he covers a multitude of things.
2: You know, well, and it's a little bit like, you know, when you have older, I'm, and I, I'm an older black woman, you know, you feel like, well, you know, that child lost his parents. You know, it's right. like, you know, whatever That
0: baby, that baby done suffered a you know, long.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and so you're, you're, you're kind of, you're more forgiving than you might be with someone you feel like, well, you've had, you know, you've had everything. You should be a little bit more on an even keel. But that's I do think that that's that sense. Um, is always under the surface with him. And it's so much a part of who he is and the decisions that he makes, that it just it is the through line through the whole series. But it,
0: and, and to 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 add to that, it goes it, it adds to book six when Vold- when Dumbledore, that pivotal scene with the whole crux is where Dumbledore is trying to say, This is the central point when I get in Harry, is that. You would go and seek this man. That you are on this path. And he is on right. this path to meet each other. That there is just no other way. And honestly, there is just no other way to that the book is done so in such a way that the stories, the event, that there really is no other choice. Because right. of this man, because I mean, and Harry doesn't articulate it to this extent. But Voldemort is this so Voldemort has fucked this child's life up. And it's just like at this point, this is beyond anything people shitty things that people do. You know, people do a lot of shitty things as a human being, and you can get over that. Mm-hmm. This isn't something Harry can get over. And I think this point, though he has gotten over a lot of things, and he's put a lot of things in the back of his mind. And just riding over, you know what I mean? Like, you know, he and Ron and Hermione had a big fight and this drama, and whatever the case may be, and he's like, get over that. But this, uh-uh. No parents can't get over that. I gotta deal what? with this, man. To the what? point where Harry doesn't even really have a plan, doesn't seek knowledge, it's just a matter of fact you know, like, I gotta deal with this. I gotta plan. I, got, I gotta deal with this, man. I gotta do something and deal with this situation. And I think it's that way I think, Vold, um Dumbledore says, you know, it has to be you. You have to be the one to... It's only you I can give this task to. He's not gonna look for you. And honestly, no one is as determined as you. Because grown people would have turned back a while ago. Ah, nope, I'm out. Mm-mm, can't too much. Can't deal with this. Shit. Nope. Voldemort almost touched me. He almost grabbed me. Nope. We're not doing this. I'm out. I gotta get out of this country. I mean people. F- Fair the ministry alone. Fenrir Greyback is <laughs> driving people in terror. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I think it's only Harry. And the children, they don't have any other motivation but just Harry. You know, they could go home. I mean, clearly Ron left Herm- Hermione. You know, the, their motivation is just like, they don't even, to me, I got the sense, you know, they don't know what's going on with Harry. They, they can't really articulate it. But it's my friend, Igman, do this it's the only way i can help him there's nothing i can say to deal with this issue i don't know how to tell him i hear you you miss your parents i don't know what to say to this situation and honestly i wouldn't know what to say to a friend who was going through this situation all i can really say is just like what is this you want to do i know Which a place you can bury the body i know Which a place
2: is done basically you know, we, we're we in this for the long haul. You know, even though Ron, like Ron, Ron said, as soon as he, he left, he he knew he was wrong and tried to get back. So they basically made that commitment to him to we don't understand all of this stuff. And yes, I thought maybe you had a better plan than you have, but hey, here we are, you know. And um, so this is what they've done. I mean, right after they come, they, they get away from um, uh, the Love goods you know, they said Ron becomes the person who kind of goes, becomes in charge. Yep. You know, he's the one who is like, okay, we got to, this is what we got to do. And he's the one who keeps talking about, you know, being on the, being focused. Like, you know, you said, Janina, and Hermione is like, come on, Harry, let's focus. And then Ron's like, okay, well, then we got to do X, Y, and Z.
0: Because and, Harry's
2: Harry's I mean, like, he's in a trance, you know? I don't want
0: to just say that Harry isn't capable of doing anything at this point. And but the book this- doesn't say this, but this is this this is is what is, this is what I gather. Harry is useless. Not, not useless, but he's inoperable <laughs> at this point. You know what I mean? Like, he is down, okay? Like, right. machine order, order. He can't, because this is... And this is what I'm saying about, you know, it goes back to like, the trauma that is happening. They can't... They're children, you know, at the end of the day. They can't articulate this. They Don't know how to speak to each other on this line. All they can say is that friend, I am here. Let's let's do something. You know, mm-hmm. we, we got let's let's go forward, you know. And I, I think this is one of the understated um beauty or uh, good touches about this book.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
0: between this whole group of characters and the the, the events has laid up for them. Is that Bunch of friends. They don't talk to one another about feelings and all that shit. We don't do feelings. We don't do facts. Sometimes only Hermione. <laughs> but right. you know, what I mean, it's like we can do friendship. And my friend need to go beat a bitch down. And I don't know. If I'm gonna beat this bitch down, but you know, I mean, I'm gonna try to help my friend beat this bitch down. That's all we gotta do. And that's mm-hmm. it. That, that, that's basically Harry Potter the series. You know, some friends. Some bad bitch roll up on the scene trying to mess with their friend, and they're like, "Look, we gotta try to take this man down." And 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 it's funny because in the book one, right, it's Harry who's determined. We gotta stop balling them. they're like, "Um, tell some teachers, boo, like, <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, we just finished exams, but we gotta go chill. Like, it's just like we gotta stop balling them all. Just like." Uh, that's not in the syllabus. That's not on the syllabus. I was not on the school book list. And they go to a teacher. didn't help. And then they're like, "Well, okay, we tried it. We tried it my way." You know, unfortunately, the shitty part about it for Rylan, her mind is that their way never works, right? <laughs> like, you know, they keep thinking let's let's not do the crazy, dangerous thing. And then the crazy, dangerous thing is the only option. So. I know Janine is probably giving us the wrap-up sign.
2: mm mm-hmm. um, Yes. But so... just before we just before we go, because this 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 chapter ends with um Ron remembering the password to be able to get Potter Watch oh, yes. on the radio. And I was we excited do get, for this. Yeah, we do <laughs> get, some, really we get some information about what's going on in the world. Because like you said a few a little while ago they have been, a, been apart from everything else that's been going on in their world. And so here, we do get a little bit of information um, about what's been going on in the world, um, you know, who's been hurt, who's, you know who's been away. We, we hear from Kingsley, we hear from Lupin, we hear from Fred and George. Um, Lee Jordan is, is the moderator, the, the, I guess the one who does the program. So we do find out, that even though um, you know they don't know what's going on, at, at one point they say, "What would you say to Harry if you knew he was listening?" And Lupin says, "I'll tell him we're all with him in spirit, and i tell him to follow his instincts, which are good and nearly always right." Um, but it, and it's it's really interesting that they do get that little boost um, just before they go. They're just about to go into another you know um, dangerous. They don't know yet. Um, dangerous part of what they're having up against.
1: Battle number four fifty nine. All right,
2: right,
0: right. I was like, so, um,
2: what? Yes, but that was good. I thought that was, and it was done in a in a way that didn't make it seem like, oh, this is just dropped in. It just because he had been trying to 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 be able to get it again, you know, but he had couldn't remember the passwords. And couldn't get access to it and it, but it, when he finally does we get this sense we get this sense of what's going on in the world um that they have been pretty much out of
1: yeah i love potter watch
2: i did too
0: i was excited to be um all in the world and hearing something that i had not heard before you know well no i, I had seen magical radio that is not true but um I thought it was really cool that, you know, that we will get in, that there was an underground movement going on. Wasn't doing much, but, you know, it was going
1: on. It was happening. Yeah. And that's what matters. was <laughs> well, some resistance. It's kind of patterned
2: on the resistance during World War II, you know. So there's a little bit, you know, going on.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, shit's about to hit the fan again. So that's a good place to stop. Yes. Oh, it? I so we, can, we can we can breathe, right?
2: We can breathe. <laughs> we can breathe for a minute and then we, minute. we plunge back in there again for more more um Yeah,
0: and I know sorry. Good, sorry. I was about to say, um and everyone is going on about how they felt the book was dragging and lagging. I was just like, I couldn't breathe in one moment. I was like I know, I know. <laughs> hey, I just got out of this shit. I mean, They
2: just, you know, it was just never ending to me. I mean, it just seemed like it never stopped. I remember, because I told you, I read this book, you know, kind of holed up in my bedroom. <laughs> the day, <laughs> the day, um, it was. I got up that morning. I didn't do the overnight re- midnight release. I went, got up early that ne- that morning, bought my, went and got my copy because I had pre-ordered it, and basically. For some reason, why I did this, I don't know. But I remember going in my bedroom and closing the door like, there's nobody else here. But um, <laughs> it was like I wanted to be in a little cocoon. I, I, I don't, don't
0: care, care if you're door. knocking, if you're hollering downstairs. Right. No.
2: If you're banging on the door, if there's something happening outside, if are sirens, I the won't TV. know.
0: You don't have a television in your bedroom, right?
2: I do. I do. Oh, okay. But if, you know, I don't even think it was on, which is very okay. unlikely. But um. You know, I just, I just think I stayed in that room for most. of... I think maybe I had, did take a break. I don't think I read it straight through, but it was that kind of because it was so much happening.
1: Oh, um, the anticipation, thing was crazy. Was yeah. That, the know? anticipation that we all had.
0: Oh, yeah, I, I just felt like you know, just like I was like, oh good Jesus, like, like who? I mean, the death. Um, Godric Hollow shook me up. I was like. Good Jesus. That man was like, it's just like, I was just like, you people bounced off of the dresser? Because let me tell you, I have tried to <laughs> jump off a dresser before. It is not a stable thing. It is <laughs> not meant is for people to be on top of it. It is meant to hold an elephant standing on top of it, whatever, but people, human beings on it, it's not stable. Mm-mm. It's going to tip forward. And to jump through a window and try to as a suspect,
1: and by the time we get here, that seems like 10 lifetimes ago. And it's just
0: exactly. like, you know, Zena, exactly. Zina, exactly. The, 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 and then the dough situation. And then, you know, right. I was just like, the idiot went into the water. And then Zena, you know, giving me these my spidey senses going off with love, good. And I was like, oh my God, right. like he's going to die. And then Ryan, you, you know, Rand don't give a shit about murder, right? It's just like, <laughs> good for him. Good for him. You know what I mean? True. And it's just like, they finally get back and they seem cool, you know, trauma is over, whatever the case may be. And then the idiot opened his mouth and be like, the fuck what? It's I know.
2: Like, I know, I know. I know. Like, oh
1: and if oh Ron God. had
2: told them, he had told him do not that that's the, that the name had a trace on it. You know, that oh, do not like, use it. The name has a trace on it, but hey, in the heat yeah, of the moment, yeah. here we are.
0: Yeah. And you know, it's just like Harry got you know instinct is dead like to say, but you know just like when shit hits the fan, Harry, you just stand there like a lame duck all the time. It's (laughs) Hermione, and it's just like it's just like these people are they're not playing, but we'll say that for next week. We will. So we we got. I mean, like I think with the amount of episodes we have in the bank, (laughs) you people might be have been treated to double episode once or twice. but uh, maybe you might get this in March. This episode. <laughs> I'm
1: thinking you know. April or May. <laughs> Happy summer. Hope you're enjoying your summer, folks. I, mean, I bet we'll still be in quarantine. <laughs> I,
0: quarantine. Mean, I mean, there's no doubt about that. We're going to still be in quarantine. I mean, like, you know, I saw someone, someone sent me a T-shirt, sent out gays travel too. I said, no, gays need to stay their ass home. That's where they need to be. Their (laughs) asses need to stay home. You have a t-shirt like that? You're selling though. Right? We ain't going, we ain't supposed to be going anywhere. Where?
1: Because
0: no place taking us unless we're quarantining for two weeks. And what's the sense of a vacation sitting in a hotel? You might as well go to go to somebody else's house. Go to a friend's house and be like, can we Stay home? Well if if you want a change of environment, go to somebody else's house and be like And I chill here for two weeks and you could chill at mine for two weeks. Do that. I'll rent a hotel down the street, you know. But anyway, folks, we're happy to be back. We're happy with the new administration. Hopefully these things get better. Hopefully vaccine. Hopefully a lot of things are better. We don't expect all problems to be solved, but let's hope we're on a path to solving them. A good path to legitimately and equitably solving them. That's all I can really hope for at this point. So... Good day, good night, and together people. Mischief manage. <laughs> we mangle it all the time, it's what we do. Every time.
1: <laughs>